Well, today is the fourth Sunday of Advent. If you showed up expecting Christmas, you'll have to come back tonight. <laughs> but our reading is still pretty Christmassy. The angel Gabriel features prominently in the birth narratives, and the word angel just means messenger, someone whose primary function in Scripture is to bring God's message to us. The message that Gabriel gives to Zechariah just prior to our passage today is that his son John will prepare the way for God to come to his people. The message that Gabriel gives to Mary, however, is the good news, the gospel itself, that salvation is a gift of grace, and that gift is the son she will bear. Every time Gabriel speaks to Mary, more and more details are added to the message, but it starts with the announcement of the gospel. Gabriel's first words are, in one sense, simply a polite greeting. Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Now, it had clearly been a while since Mary had been to an Episcopal liturgy, so she didn't respond, and also with you. But even in this opening greeting, we have the whole gospel in summary. Instead of greetings, favored one, you probably remember Hail Mary, full of grace, which seems to describe Mary as a source of grace. But that's a mistranslation. Mary is described as the recipient of grace, not the source of grace. Greetings, you who are favored by God. In fact, the irony is precisely that someone like Mary is described as favored. She has, by all outward appearances, not been favored. She is of low estate, to use her own words. She is a poor, unmarried girl from what one writer describes as Nowheresville in Galilee. <laughs> Nazareth is not even mentioned anywhere else in the Old Testament or any of the Jewish writings around this time. And this is precisely the point, for the gospel is not the announcement that God is rewarding the deserving. The gospel is the good news that God has shown favor to the undeserving, to people like you and me, and like Mary. Gabriel continues, the Lord is with you. And although Mary could not have fully realized it at first, this is the heart of the gospel, Emmanuel, God with us. Everything that follows will depend on this remarkable truth. As you might expect, Mary was perplexed by the angel's message, and she pondered what it could mean. So he tells Mary that she will conceive and bear a son, and then goes on to say that the way God will be with Mary is through this holy child. The way Jesus is described shows that he is to bring to fulfillment the great promises of God to save his people and bless the nations through them. Even his name, Jesus, is the gospel. It means the Lord saves. He will be great is an adjective which, when unqualified, applies only to God in Scripture. He will be the Son of the Most High and will be given the divinic throne, both of which mean that he is the long-awaited messianic king. He is described as reigning forever over an unending kingdom, alluding to our passage from 2 Samuel, which we heard this morning. 
And this is the way that the Old Testament describes God's rule over his people. The remarkable paradox of the Annunciation is that all of these incredible claims apply to the son whom Mary would bear, the one whom she would wrap in swaddling clothes, son and savior, king and God in Mary's womb. The wonder and amazement of Gabriel's words caused Mary to ask, how will this be? And the answer is grace from first to last. God is the gift and God is the giver. Gabriel tells Mary, the power, from the, mo- the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Language that recalls two stories in the Old Testament. The spirit hovering over the waters at creation and the glory of God overshadowing the tabernacle and the temple, which themselves were constructed as little microcosmos, a little model of the whole heaven and earth creation. God's message through Gabriel would have us see the significance of the birth of Jesus in light of these two events. In Jesus, the whole creation is being made new. God is reaching down to our nature to draw us back up to him. As C.S. Lewis put it, the Christian story is that what is beyond all space and time, which is uncreated, eternal, came into nature, into human nature, descended into his own universe, and rose again, bringing nature up with him. Or as Paul will say of the first believers, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. But that's not all. In Jesus, we see God's plans for a new temple. No more do we need to visit a holy site to meet God. We meet God in the person of Jesus, in whom the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Or as the carol has it, there is no rose of such virtue as is the rose that bare Yezu, for in this rose contained was heaven and earth in little space. This child will be the new temple, the place where heaven and earth meet. And those in Christ are a foretaste of the new creation, an advanced sign of the marriage of heaven and earth. Well, Mary doesn't ask any more questions. Perhaps she is wise beyond her years. She's been offered a remarkable gift, a strange gift, a gift that will bring challenges as well as blessings, but a gift nonetheless. So what do you do with a gift? You receive it, of course. Mary understands from Gabriel's message that salvation is a gift of God's grace, and that gift is the son she will bear. In her response, we see how the gift of salvation is received. Faith is receiving God's promised grace, receiving Jesus as a gift. As Paul puts it, by grace you have been saved through faith. Mary's response is one of the most remarkable expressions of faith in the Bible. Behold, the servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your will, according to your word. She accepts her place in God's story and entrusts her life to God, come what may. This evening when 
the fourth Sunday of Advent is transformed into Christmas Eve, we will hear the message of the angels again, announcing the good news of salvation through the birth of a son. We will hear again the paradoxical message that the hope of the world is a helpless baby, bundled up and lying in a manger. Like Mary, this message may puzzle us. We may ask how this could be. Could this incredible gift really be meant for us? Like Mary, we will be offered the greatest of gifts. And like Mary, all we can do is open our hearts and receive it in faith.